This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Alan and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post-game podcast. Yes, it is post-game podcast time. Jerry Recca will be back tomorrow. I had CeeLo for the warm-up. I have the Eddie Scizzeri for the post-game podcast. Hello, podcast people. I wanted to bring something up that actually occurred during today's program, although I feel like we didn't get the full, real quality explanation. Uh, Geo claims that you were potentially fighting with the caller while screening the call. Did this happen? Uh, an alert Twitter follower and hardcore podcast listener, Connor Cook, seems to think that Corey in Virginia, tool that he is, uh, got you fighting. No, it was really not a fight. It was a discussion. Um, Animated discussion? Yeah, I suppose. But it was like I never felt angry or... Mm. No, it was not. Like I think I was gesticulating and Geo just seeing it from inside just saw my... I was perhaps more animated than... If somebody wanted to talk about, you know, Steve Cohen and the Mets plans. So Gio thought the caller, then that the callers had finally gotten to you and you broke like I've broken many times. No, no, it actually never gets to that point of like I, screaming I, at callers I, like I did. I don't, I do not scream at them. I do not curse at them <laughs> or anything. I just, uh, you know, I, I would perhaps at times <laughs> like to, but I do yeah, not. Uh, you hold back. Yeah, it's just not my nature. It's uh, the that's the professional thing to do. Yeah, and that's also the me thing to do. I just right. I generally, you know, how many times have you seen me legitimately angry in very however, few when thirteen years, you know, right? Very few. Yeah. Hmm. I was hoping they finally got to you and broke you. No, but there there are, you know, when they open up that, um, you know, COVID box. Yeah, and you know they talk about stuff you know and it's fine for them because they just say what they want to say they make the covid bed and then i have to lie in it (laughs) so that's just the way it goes right and then it goes on as people don't know nowadays especially with the technology where people dvr the show they go back on rewind on the on the radio.com they might you you might be dealing with callers that want to call and yell about their take on coronavirus, mm-hmm. which happened an hour late an hour ago because they're just now getting to it on their rewind or their DVR. So that happens too, where you get the callback where somebody says, "I know I'm on delay here, but you guys were mentioning coronavirus." Yeah, and the 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 truly savvy listener does not do that because they understand. Right. 
but you know these things happen as you well know but thankfully i did have two sport callers uh mm. on um that were screened previously in the six o'clock hour and yeah. uh, even though i broke your rule of screening in the six o'clock hour because i just wanted to see if i could get anything decent yeah and i did and then you went uh, fishing you went yeah, fishing on I, the phone lines i, I did so they um so I had those two, and he took a few of the COVID calls, and then he did a sports call, and then we had the break and CeeLo, so there was enough of a buffer to where it was not an issue any longer. Okay. Uh, now, there were times on other shows where, where screening was your job on the show over the years? Oh, yeah. Uh, when I first started on the overnight, uh, that was, you know, was just a two-man uh, or one-man job. And then when I was the producer for eleven years for the midday, wow, every day, you know. and the callers they would get to you, but still would not put you over the edge. No, no, I never got to the point where you know there were you know there were little tricks you learn to sort of. You know, this was before like you know the call screening software that we have now that will with caller ID perhaps alert you. Although there's workarounds to that, as you well know. Yes. Um, but, you know, certain, most people, I would say 85 or 90% of people don't have those workarounds or don't have right. multiple numbers that they'll try calling from. Um, so, you know, that part of it is a little easier. You can just avoid them if mm -hmm. you know it's going to be either a terrible call or a very angry or off topic call. So right. there are, you know, ways to get over. But it, it's taken me, it took me a few months to really get back into the flow i would say you know until after also the fact that there's sports going on after labor day there was a lot of sports to discuss so but before that it was a struggle during those uh first you know four or five months but i've gotten better i think and the callers themselves because we have sports have gotten better so it's it's gotten easier as we've gone along, but there are certain days and times when it's difficult, especially with all the other crap going on here. Right. Yeah. Uh, now, one of the things uh, last week, I think Jerry and I discussed this. I had a um, a listener send me this article from the New York Times about Pornhub, mm -hmm. and she didn't like that we sometimes mention and goof around about Pornhub <clears throat> when Pornhub uh, in this New York Times ex expose was showing that you know really anybody could upload content to Pornhub. So there was really no way to check how old somebody was if something was uh, real violence or uh, fake violence, if there were videos up there against the will of the men or women in the videos. Mm -hmm. So she was upset about this. Uh, and I read the article. It was a very interesting article. And the Pornhub, which also owns, a, I, guess, I guess, a bunch of similar type sites. Okay. They, uh, I think starting today or yesterday, they have removed all content that comes from like anonymous uh, people. So you have to be a registered content provider. So they're vetting their pornography yeah. Um, providers. Yeah, and took down a lot of the amateur pornography that where mm -hmm. they couldn't determine like... Like back in the when they were when you know when when pornography was just on VHS or DVD, those came from companies that had to be registered in their states and had to show proper pa paperwork for performers and that sort of thing. And then this uh, Pornhub and things like it started like much like YouTube, where people would just put anything up there. Right, and and uh, those old tapes, I'm sure there were some bootlegs, bootlegs that could be anything, but those weren't right. sold. 
like right, in a store. Sold. You know, you'd have to go to your special guy and right. You know, with a, a brown uh, brown bag it. And the only way the things would be taken down from Pornhub previously would be if somebody complained about it. But what was happening, according to some people, was someone would complain and say, hey, there's a video of me on this website. This is, I didn't know I was being filmed. And they'd take it down, but it would have been downloaded by somebody else who they popped it back up. Right, exactly. So it's uh, interesting that they uh, they took very quick action, this Pornhub, as soon as uh, this article came out. Well, that is, uh, it's responsible. It and I and I remember uh, I was listening to that discussion when I was yeah. uh, mining the post game podcast as I do for uh, delicious drops, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, that was uh, a good point by her and a good article, yeah, and a good response by uh, the pornography industry, yes, or one of the leaders in the porn industry. Nice job by the pornography industry. When uh, when do you get to say that, Eddie? Not too often. Not too often. Uh, I did see this, and at first I was slightly not in, or, or, or I didn't like this news coming out of Hollywood. Um, are you familiar with the film Fletch by uh, with Chevy Chase? Michael Sinlin. Michael Sinlin. We love Fletch. Like yes. there's an there's an era of of men in particular from that age group. I think Fletch came out in like 1985, where Fletch was a movie that you would quote many times you knew all the characters it was a, a, an instant classic dr rosen dr rosen rosen dr penis there's going to be a fletch reboot really starring john ham you know him from um mad men i know of him and i probably would know You're his face but i never saw that show okay uh so he's going to be in it but they're not doing a remake of the Fletch movie. I guess Fletch was a series of books, and they're going back to those books, and they're using some of the stories from the books to make another Fletch movie. But this guy, John Hamm, is going to be Fletch. And uh, do you are you familiar with uh, Mr. Hamm's work? I do. Yes, I am. So do you think he would be a good Fletch? I think he would be a good Fletch, although we will always compare him to Chevy Chase Fletch. Right. Chevy Chase in the mid-'80s Fletch, that was classic. Iconic. Iconic. But uh, I have seen John Hamm in particular. I love uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm and that type of humor. He did a good job playing himself in that series. Uh, So I think he can pull off the sarcastic, talk-under-your-breath type of character that Fletch was. Mm Mm-hmm. That was such an influential movie, though, for me. Now, was Fletch 2 any good? Hmm. That's a great question. I don't recall Fletch 2, and I'm sure I saw it. because Nor I. Yeah, I have not zero recollection of it. Mm-hmm. Then I think there was Fletch Lives. Really? A third one, which I don't, I yeah, don't think it could. I, don't even, I wasn't even aware that that was a thing. Yeah. Unless number two, unless Fletch 2 was Fletch Lives. Yeah, Fletch 2, Fletch Lives, kind of the title. Fletch Lives, yeah. That may have been the working title, but I remember like the guy's name in the movie was Irwin F. Fletcher. That was Fletcher's real name mm-hmm. in the in the film. I remember like I, me and my friend, we would order, we would order anytime we saw on TV an eight hundred number where you could order something or get catalogs. We would order them to our addresses, but the but sent it to Irwin Fletcher and thought it was hilarious. And and you used to then save the label. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, I'd get stuff for like um, cruises, 
my mother would be like, who's Erwin Fletcher? <laughs> and you would just be dying inside. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just hilarious to me. I was like, I'm Erwin Fletcher. Ah, these <laughs> idiots. Did you ever use that as uh, an email uh, address no, for a throwaway I, email? I 100% should have. I never did. Mm-hmm. You, you know, I go years where Fletch doesn't even enter my brain. And then other times when I hear certain things, like if Jerry says ball bearings or something, in my head I go, it's all ball bearings. <laughs> Michael Sinlinden. Michael Sinlinden. Uh, the Moon River when he's getting his prostate check. Yeah. Moon River. That yeah, class. Mm-hmm. But they say it's actually not even going to start shooting until next year, of course, with coronavirus. Right. And they're going to shoot in New York City. Really? The other Fletch, I believe, took place in Los Angeles. And they'll probably uh, close down some uh, streets where we park <laughs> to do that. I want to be in the new Fletch. Yes. Don't close my street down. Yeah, I you'll purposely in. park there and then refuse to move until you right. get a, uh, a uh, uh, whatever, a background spot, whatever they call that. I need a, you're right. I need my car. I need my orange car to be in the Fletch movie. Yes. Please do not remove my orange car for Fletch. Um, did you like other Chevy Chase films? Um, I was, people like loved the vacation. I yeah. thought they were okay, but I wasn't, um, I wasn't overwhelmed by them. Yeah. Um, so I will have to say, no, I'm not really, it's really begins and ends for me in Fletch. terms of, yeah, in terms of really loving it with Fletch. Yeah. Yeah. The, the thing about, I did like all the vacations, but. They kept changing the children, mm-hmm. the actors and actresses who played the the kids, and it, that always threw me off. Yeah, and we, then there was there was three of them. There was a, a vacation, European vacation, and then Christmas vacation. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I I I've seen them all, but they never really stuck with me. I was yeah. I was a big fan of the Saturday Night Live Chevy Chase. You were. Yes. He would fall. He had a lot of physical comedy. Yeah. He'd fall down. Right. Landshark. <laughs> so he would play Flowers, Gerald Flowers Ford. Thing. Yes, he would. Gerald Ford. And the Landshark that you're referencing. Right. This and was he... a shark that knocked on people's doors. Correct. Landshark. And um, <laughs> yeah. And his Ford, He obviously, he didn't make any attempt to look or sound like him. Uh, and that was part of the charm of that, I thought. Now, he used to fall down a lot. Did Gerald Ford, the president, fall a lot? Yeah, there was a, a famous a clip. I think he was either getting off of or getting onto Air Force One, mm-hmm. and I believe he fell, and that, that became, I guess, the, the 1973 or four or five, whenever it was, equivalent of a, of a meme. <laughs> the guy fell one time, and then that was all Chevy Chase did when he would yeah. be Gerald Ford? And, uh, he, it might have been more than once, but I only, you know, I was very young at the time and was not allowed to watch Saturday Night Live. Oh, really? Yeah, until a few years later. I used to try to sneak it because my oldest sister used to watch it and would tell me about it, knowing I couldn't myself partake. Yeah. But then I would try to stay up and and watch. And it was sort of in the, it was, he had left the show. Bill Murray had taken over. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's really when I was able to fully watch it. Yeah. Um, but, and this was before VCRs, of course, too. Sure. So, or before we had a VCR, which was <laughs> until the early 80s, I think. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I used to watch, uh, my Saturday Night Live was 
the one with Martin Short, that little era. I know he was only on a season or two, mm-hmm. but like the Billy Crystal. Eddie Murphy? That's I, uh, no, Eddie Murphy was really a little bit before I started getting into it. So he he was part of the second cast? Yeah. Yes, I think he was part of the second cast. Yeah. And I probably I, jumped in the third or fourth cast. And for me, I just I just love the original cast and, uh, you know, Buck Henry and all this weird stuff. Yeah. I, I used to love those, but... And then uh, I kind of stopped watching after really... I only gave the second cast a little bit and wasn't really that into it, and that was it for me. You were like, boring, moving on. Yeah, I did move on, and I was very young to have that mindset for right. whatever reason I did. You're like, this is not cutting it for me. Right. Out of here. Out of here. All right, Eddie, I have to take this dog for a walk because then I have training to do for a text messaging, I think. Yes. The callers are going to be able to text us soon. This is, uh, well, but that, we've done that, right, before? I think so, but I think now it would actually work. In the actual, in the early days, it wasn't, was there an actual, like, phone we used to have to look no, at. It, I forget. It goes, it goes to some sort of computer program, I believe. Well, now, yes, but I'm saying when we first started oh, doing it. I, I remember doing faxes. You know, you would fax <laughs> Definitely in, faxes, yeah. For sure, like in the early 90s. And I do recall some sort of a text thing. And then I, when I listen to, uh, you know, George Norrie and AM Coast to Coast, they have yeah. like a long pro. Call this if you're east of the Rockies. Call this west of oh the Rockies. Gosh. Call this from uh, Canada. Call and then you could text. You could do that. You could all these different options of contacting uh, the show. Uh, and I very rarely hear any other thing, anything other than just a straight phone call. So, right. Um, hopefully, this uh, will work. And hopefully, we don't uh, roll it out until you're back, so, so I don't have to learn it and worry about it. Right. But yes, yeah, so, and. You know, we've been using this new promo suite for the contests. Is that easy to, to use? Uh, once you get the hang of it, there are um, benefits to it, I believe. Um, with your more frequent winners, they will pop up and the fields will populate by themselves. But, you know, you have to sort of get used to using it. And there are times when I make mistakes and then... Mm-hmm. So I always just get the person's phone number straight away. And before I even start to right. mess with it, because <laughs> once I've told them they're the winner, they're the winner, and right. so I, at least I want their number. So in case I screw it up, I can have the number. Right, you can fix it. Yeah. All right. So I'm looking forward to that. To uh, getting some text, maybe we get some fresh voices. Yes, and uh, I will. And I don't know if it has to be. I don't know if something that's something that you would have access to Ooh. if you're not on the land. Interesting. You know what I mean? I do. Can I so, do that? Can I get those from my home? That would be a question you could ask awesome. at the uh, com- uh, during the uh, call. Okay, Consider do you have to be asked. on do you have to be on the land? Right. Many of us are working from home. Yeah, so this way you could then interject and say, "Hey, an interesting uh, vibes uh, text or whatever yeah. the hell it is." Um, yeah, good times. All right, cool. All right, Eddie, let's do the warm-up show. I did that with CeeLo. You did. Uh, Jerry back tomorrow. Mm-hmm. We'll see you tomorrow then. See you! Oh! <laughs>
What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Alan Jerry, no guests, no calls, and no real content. And no Jerry Recco. Jerry is still on the road with uh, Rutgers, I believe, or maybe he's home resting. Who knows? But Mr. Christopher Lepresti joins me this morning. Good morning, CeeLo. Oh, good morning, Al. Yeah, I would assume it's a rest-up day for Jerry as he's uh, traveled quite a bit of the eastern half of the United States in the last 48 hours or so. I call it the eastern seaboard. Yes, but he also went to Ohio, which is not really the, the well, seaboard side. It's more it's little, you know, middle America, right? It's seaboard, but it, just in a little bit. Oh, okay. In about 13 little hours. A little off the coast, just a, a tad. A little of you go to the coast, hook a left, go 13 miles, and you'll hit right into Ohio. That's like when I tell people, they're like, where do you live in New Jersey? Oh, I'm central. I'm like, you know, 20 minutes yeah. from the ocean. So in this case, you'd be, I'm like, you know, 13 hours from the Atlantic Ocean. It's, it's not it, that bad. I would always just tell people, right in the, you see the state of New Jersey right in the middle there. Exactly. Right. Just right in the middle. Yeah, right there in the middle. That's mm-hmm, right. That's yeah. where I am. If I'm not at the at either tip, I'm right in the middle. There you go. I see uh, uh, people are preparing on the news for the big winter storm that uh, they say is coming. Oh, yeah. Can't wait. If coronavirus doesn't get you, the winter storm will, according (laughs) to the local news. What I don't understand, and I'm sure I've said this before because it sincerely puzzles me, and it's not a Seinfeld, what's the deal? But why are people running out to buy shovels? Where is your shovel? I bought... I bought a shovel about 25 years ago. Yeah. I have the same shovel. How many shovels you need? Right, exactly. <laughs> like where, where is your shovel from last year? Yep. The year uh, before? The year question. before that? If you question. move here from Florida, I assume you didn't have a shovel with you, so you need to purchase a shovel. Beyond that, though, not not everyone right. else should be prepared. Everyone actually, else should have a shovel, an ice scraper, one of them snow brushes to brush the snow off your car. Now, Al, I went to the supermarket last night. Oh, bad job. No, no, no. Just quickly to pick up a couple bags of ice because our refrigerator is not working properly. So we've had to stow all of our perishables and coolers in the garage. Uh Uh-oh. And it's funny you bring up the... The shovels, because that was the first thing I noticed as I'm walking into the into the grocery store. They had like a hundred of them in a pile (laughs) outside the store. It's like, really? You have they, that much that much supply. You really think that? I mean, that's a lot of shovels. A lot of shovels live in the Northeast here you, as we get to December. They must not make shovels like they used to because oh, the shovels the shovels I have. I mean, you could you could uh, shovel like go into the ground and dig up mud with right. them. Yeah, well, they could, the the hard metal, metal. that would rust. Oh, yeah. So now you've got the cheap plastic that cracks and breaks. But still, right, you can't go you don't plastic. Need a new shovel every year. I like a shovel that's got some rust on it, seen some things, it's yeah. been through some wars, it's been through some storms. That's a good shovel. That's a reliable shovel. Where the end of the sh- Yeah, where the edge of the shovel is all nicked because it's it's hit some things over the years. That's right. That's the I one keep you a need. shovel in my car. I have two shovels. 
shovel for the car, a shovel for the home. Now the one That's in the car it. is it? Is it one of these like you know portable collapsible ones, no. or this is a legit shovel? It's a legit shovel. So you're walking, and now at what point in the year? Like right now, as soon as I hear the that, as soon as I hear the news, the yeah, as soon okay. as the news starts to panic, I go okay. Let me not run out to the store and get a shovel and ice scraper. Let me go to my basement or yeah. garage. That's not the thing you want to be carrying around all year, especially no. if you were to get Silly. pulled over. It would look a little suspicious. You know, what's this guy doing with a shovel here? We're looking for a body, and you have a shovel in your car. It's July. And I'm sure you're up on all that with the murder mystery oh, yeah. stuff. So. Oh, yeah. absolutely. You can't, uh, you can't keep a shovel in your car. No. no. Huh. So uh, I watched a tremendous Monday Night Football game last night. You did? That's right. You watched the whole thing? Oh, I was up all wow. night long, CeeLo. I'm impressed, Al. I, I, I conked out after the Kareem Hunt touchdown in the third quarter midway. So I I got two and a half quarters in. You know, it's been an entertaining game, and then I just passed out. CeeLo, when you live in the East Coast as we do, and you get Giants and Jets every week, and then you actually see a football <laughs> game on your TV, you do not turn the dial. You stay up. This was and this you watch. A, this was Al's kind of game, right? Oh, a lot of points. Oh, didn't need. Yeah. Now, now there wasn't a lot of throwing the ball all over the field like you referenced yesterday. Wanted right. to see that. Why don't we get Patrick Mahomes here in New York? Nine rushing touchdowns yeah. last night. Crazy. But I love like you got two, you had two quarterbacks that are just uh, Lamar Jackson more than Baker Mayfield. Just running on instinct. Like that guy drops back as soon as the pocket collapses. He's got eyes in the back of his head. He's bouncing around. Baker Mayfield as well, but his seemed more planned. Like he knew when the pocket collapses, I roll to the right on this play, I roll to the left. Lamar Jackson is just looking for a tiny window and then figuring out whether he's going to run or sling it down the field. Yeah, it doesn't take much with him. He's like one of these human joystick guys, you know? And even human when it looks joystick. like the defense has got him lined up, he makes a juke and then he's gone for another 15, 20, 30 yards. And I love it. No field goals till the end when uh, they kick the game winner, when uh, Baltimore. Now, Al, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. a little suspicious here, okay? Yeah. Because I know you're not a big late-night guy during yeah. the week. Yeah. Oh, I was up. So, were, was there a um, financial interest for you on this ball no. game last night? There was not. So, this was just a genuine, hey, this has turned out to be a good game. I'm going to stay locked in here. You want the truth, Celia? I need the truth, yeah. Woke up this morning and I uh, spoke with my devices that speak back to me and I asked, what was the score of the Monday night game? (laughs) And when I heard her say 47-42, I went, give me the highlight package. But like the detailed highlight, 13-minute highlight package. Nice. And now where did you go for that 13 minutes at NFL.com? I go right to it. Well, YouTube has all of them and I think they're NFL.com. But I got to tell you, and I've said this before, they do an amazing job. You get a last night's highlight package was almost 14 minutes long. It's almost every single play unless it's a random incomplete right. pass. You got, or the, you got the condensed game. Like MLB.com does that with the baseball yes. games where they exactly. cut out all the nonsense. and Cut out all the nonsense. And you just trim it right down. You get one commercial at the beginning of the video. You get one 15-second commercial in the middle around where halftime would be. And yeah. that's it. Perfect. Oh, my gosh. It was so great. All I kept thinking is that the Giants have both of these teams on their schedule coming up. Huh. <laughs> Good luck. Especially with 
the way the giant offensive line is played when they oh go up against gosh. the Browns and Miles. I mean, listen, no they, you know, they don't have Lamar Jackson. I know he made them look silly last night running all yes. over the place, but Daniel Jones isn't that even when he's healthy and healthy. obviously healthy, healthy, and the hamstring. We'll see. Um, now, I will say this: I've got to go. I got to go to that YouTube package then, and I have not seen this last you know million laterals play at the end after T- Tucker kicked the field goal. Yeah, because and this is why I asked if this was a financial thing for you. I, I would assume most people, if you bet the Browns, had either three or three and a half. Right. I mean, no matter wh- whatever the case may be, you were looking at a push or maybe a win after yeah. the Tucker field goal, and you figure, all right, all's not lost. I, I didn't lose any money, or I made a couple bucks. You know, they covered the three and a half, and then you get the safety on that lateral play, and you just are sick to your stomach. You know what's funny? The This package that uh, NFL puts out on YouTube carries it has every play they didn't put oh. that lateral play so i see the field goal where so they win by three it looks like right and it's two seconds left and it just fades out and it says good night everybody then i'm looking at the final score going did they print the wrong score yeah what happened here right and then i saw when i read the articles this is what i do you read the articles you watch the detailed uh, stuff yeah. and you see what everyone uh, it shoots at you on Twitter, which basically was asking if I believed that Lamar Jackson uh, left the game to go poop. Right, which he's he's really made sure, both in the post-game Zoom and on Twitter, to shoot down that rumor. So, so he left he late in the game. very strongly about that. He left late in the game for uh, a couple of snaps when some guy named McSorley was quarterback, and oh my yeah, we gosh. we saw him uh, a couple of weeks ago in that, not makeup game, but that postponed game Oof. with the Steelers. Yeah. When Lamar, well, not Lamar Jackson, when uh, Robert Griffin III got hurt and McSorley yes. had to come in, he threw the big touchdown pass to Hollywood Brown. Right. Yeah. So he comes in, and uh, they show Lamar Jackson going, uh, running off, uh, and he says he had a cramp in his calf. And he had to get some IV fluids, but but people were hitting him up on Twitter thinking that he had to go poop. Right. And he had he did respond on Twitter. Yes. Saying that he he did not. He was just uh, calf uh, cramping. And he also said afterwards to the media when they asked that he he wasn't pulling to Paul Pierce. Paul How Pierce did they ask? Um, you know, I I quickly before I came in here clipped the question. I don't want to. Uh, misquote this individual but they yeah. basically referenced the fact that word was spreading on on i don't know if he said social media but that the suggestion was perhaps he had to go to the bathroom yeah so he didn't use the the word the p word or the right the emoji or anything like that mm-hmm. yeah. poop emoji right now i think your body for the most part and i'm sure there are emergency situations but even like when i play softball and i'm not athletic even during softball games, like I never never have to even go number one. Uh-huh. I think your body shuts down when you're doing something physical. For the most part, I think there are exceptions to the rule here and there. Yeah, I've definitely experienced it. Araldis Chapman experienced it with the Yankees right. this past season, as you might recall. Yeah. So you know, sometimes nature calls, and 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 while you might physically be able to hold it in, mm-hmm. the act of doing so probably limits your athletic ability, right? Right. In that, in that spot. And Lamar Jackson being the freakish athlete and explosive athlete that he is, not that this was the case, but if it was, you could understand where he might have to go take care of that or he would not be at 100%. Or also think, what if he took a really hard hit and it just jarred it loose? Right, yeah, and then that's a bad scene for everybody. For him, that would have been whoever's, embarrassing. whoever's touching him, yeah, that, that's no good. You can't have that. Tight pants these guys wear. Yeah. 
Lamar Jackson only threw for uh, 162 yards, but ran for 124. And I think 82 of them were after he came back. From his uh, bathroom break? Yeah, or yeah, or, bathroom break. Okay, uh-huh. I've got the, the graphic here. Before yeah. he left, 6 of 11 for 81 yards. <laughs> after he came back, 5 oh. of 6 for 82 in the touchdown. He was feeling so light on his feet afterwards. Yeah, right. Everything he was there. I got all the pressure in the world off of me now. Yeah, and yeah. Baker Mayfield threw for 343. Yeah, As but you can he, see, he had, I looked he had at some bad stats. Pick. Yes, you did. He oh, a terrible pick. pick. They returned it to the goal line and they knocked mm-hmm. that in for a touch. I mean, not to say he played poorly, but there were some right. mistakes that put them in a hole that they did, you know, ultimately erase, come back and tie the game. But right. Justin Tucker is as money as they come, man. That guy is an all time great kicker. One of the greats. Yeah, in a in a league right now where the kicking is just horrendous and Cody Parkey was is it Cody Parkey? Yeah, for the Browns missed, I think, an extra point and a field goal last night. Oh. I mean, it's a it's a it's an epidemic owl right now across the league. The extra points, yeah. the field goals, these guys are missing them left and right. Justin Tucker is money. Tell that to Geo, his kicker on the Vikings exactly. missed about nineteen kicks yesterday. Yeah. Or Dan Bailey. Yeah. Oh yeah. Speaking of which, did he get released yesterday? Dan I Bailey, I did not see that. I guess not. I probably would. I probably would. Yep, makes it through Monday. Remains the Vikings kicker for now. But nice. with these NFL teams, usually they, the Tuesday is – now I know it might be different than with the COVID now and everything, but normally Tuesday is workout day. So you get okay. that with kickers a lot. They bring in, you know, four or five kickers, put them through a little competition, and then they make their decision. All right. See who they go with. Mm. The life of a kicker, man. You must be just losing jobs and you get picked up for jobs and yeah, lose you, jobs. You don't want to unpack or, or you know, buy a home or anything like right. that. You got you to gotta keep it uh, very flexible. Uh, they say rent in that case, don't rent, purchase. Correct. Yes. Or some of these guys live in hotel rooms. Oh, that I would not like. Mm. That does not feel comfortable. Speaking of hotel rooms, our pal Brian Monzo from the fan here mm-hmm. with seven kids. Yes. Got a bunch. In the middle of December, a couple of weeks before Christmas, in the middle of a global pandemic, is in the process of moving. <laughs> and I saw his wife, his lovely wife, Jade, post a picture on Instagram of her seven kids all huddled together in a hotel room as they must be in between leaving the old house and getting into the new house. Now, the Mm. rub here, Al, is they're not even moving out of the township that they live in. They're basically moving down the block from one house to another. Seems like a lot of trouble to go through this time of year, no? does seem like a lot of trouble. But listen, you have to purchase when when it's timed nicely for you a purchase price and the the bright home it becomes available it's not easy i guess man it's uh i, I mean may it, listen i don't know the the specifics it's certainly a seller's market mm-hmm. right so maybe they did well on their house but i'd imagine maybe. that uh the price of quickly turning around buying something right down the street in the same township right probably, probably breaks even too right yeah looking to the future though yeah Let's take a quick break here, CeeLo, before we fall behind. I've got uh, some giant. I'm looking here. i got some Giants. i got a, a few Knicks. I have uh, a little NFC East stuff. I have... Very detailed teases Very here, detailed teases. I've got something about a porch pirate and a police officer delivering pizza. So See, lots to go. do. Still lots to do. And then Boomer and Geo at six. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. Al and Jerry, social distancing before it was cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jerry is still away from us. Mr. Christopher Lepresti joins me as he did yesterday. A fine job he did yesterday. Oh, thank Hi. you, Al. I appreciate Hi, that. Hi, CeeLo. I'm enjoying, I'm now reading back through my NFL timeline that I put together on Twitter, my list of mm-hmm. all the folks and types that cover the NFL, reading all you have a jokes. You have a Twitter list of uh, I have lists for each writers. of the major, league, major sports leagues as well really? as the local New York teams. On, but they I all line. write the same thing. Well, for the most part, yes. But from time to time, you will get uh, different quotes. I saw that's just a good way for me to find sound when I'm filling in here on the oh, morning. Good point. Good uh, point. Certain reporters will break different stories here and there, especially the NFL. Uh, there's a lot of folks that have, you know, Different uh, different sources, different information out there. My NFL list covers quite a few of the teams across the league. So, you know, it gives me a good cross-section of what's going on. So last night, you get Twitter's just on fire with this football game and the Lamar Jackson story and a lot of all the, the poop jokes that were out there last right. night. I'm chuckling at those. I guess Scott Van Pelt on his uh, his late show on, on, on ESPN after the game said, we got that late deuce to end it because they, the sa- they got the safety there at the got end. Got it. So, you know, That's a good one. It's good for a chuckle here to wake me up at 525. How many people are you putting on a list? Like your NFL uh, Twitter list of NFL That's people you question. follow. What do you My got NFL there? NFL list Hundy? is up to 90 members. 90. And that is by far the highest total of any of the lists that I have. That's the one thing that is uh, annoying about Twitter like when 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 news happens, breaking news happens, everybody Correct. puts it up there. Especially when it comes from a team. Right, right, if it's a official. Statement. Yes, and then yeah, everybody you get 10 to 15 of them that all say the exact same right. thing. Yep, Aaron Rodgers just... broke his neck yep. and is not going to play. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers broke his neck. Aaron Rodgers' uh, neck is broken. Uh, oh my gosh, it's like yes, we get it. And then right. like the people that are late to the game and still do it. It's like Dude. It is it, it is it is frustrating sometimes and you get like an eye headache as I'm especially if I'm working and I'm and I'm sifting through for for other news it's like you don't want to miss anything and you just spend the day scrolling and looking and that's yeah. why I, that's why I created the list so that oh. I can kind of spread things out instead of having it all be in one timeline where it's like oh my god if I don't look for 10 minutes I've missed you know a hundred tweets, and now I got to go back and make sure I didn't miss anything. I like when I get alerted that I've been added to somebody's list. Oh yes, that's a right. Big, that's a big moment. Like Al, it's you've like been added. Than a follow. Yeah. No. See, I, I disagree. Oh, all right. A, a follow is better. But maybe they're putting following you on you and putting you on a list. That's true. Because putting you on a list just means, listen, I don't want to see your nonsense, but when I feel like looking at something, like I'll be put on lists that say WFAN personalities. You're right. I should qualify that. The list ad without the follow is a bit of a slap in the face, but mm-hmm. the list ad in addition to the follow yeah. means, hey, I don't want you to get lost in the shuffle of my timeline, so let me add you here right. so that if in a pinch I need to see what's going on. You can show up. I mean, obviously, he could just search for you as well. But. My friend Paul used to have a, a Twitter list of a, a, a people on the Jersey Shore, the TV show. Oh. So if you ever just felt like seeing what was going on with like Situation or Ronnie, you would just go to that list. That's a bit much. I mean, and, I was and, never a Jersey Shore guy, though, so perhaps that's why. 
Twitter also started making its own lists for you. I don't know if you've been suggest. There's been like a, hey, Al, do you want to follow this Mets list? We put together a list of people that cover the Mets. I haven't like, noticed hmm. that. Is that you get that on the on the app on your phone, the regular Twitter app? I don't know. Where are you, where are you I, seeing that? I don't know where are I'm you saying. A tweet that guy, by the way. Uh, tweet deck during the show, during yes. The show. Yeah, that's I got it. Otherwise, the regular right Twitter, yeah. But that's good too. Then they're also like, "Hey Al, do you want to follow?" And this one comes up all the time. Still, I don't know why. They're like, "Al, would you want to follow all news on Eli Manning?" Like, no, <laughs> he's not doing anything. It's just, like Twitter's trolling you, actually. Did you see Eli Manning? I just I saw a recent photo of him. He looks like he weighs 120 yes, pounds. I did the one where he's eating the sandwich, right? Yeah, he's so thin. I know a lot. Looks like use- Jay. Zip it. <laughs> it happens like to these guys after they stop lifting, you know, three to five, but three he, or four times a week. He didn't look like a lifting guy. Like, I get it when you see the offensive linemen when they go yeah. from, like, being 300 pounds and they retire and two years later Giants they're had a bunch of guys like Sean O'Hara, David yep. Deal, a bunch of guys that happened, yeah. that happened to. But they Eli, all, they all lift, not as heavy as the offensive linemen. But, like, yeah. if you ever, you know, you see Eli with his shirt off, like, he had defined arms. You know, you got to be able to, you got to, I mean, you're a football player and you're paid to not only throw the football, but also hold on to it in the pocket. You got to have mm-hmm. some muscle and some strength there. Right. Because you got these jack beasts coming after you trying to trying to take it away. I would think, though, in retirement, you you got nothing but time. You would be in the gym maybe even a little more. Yeah, well, maybe he just decided he doesn't want to be as muscular, so he's going to go for more of the, the trim fit look. Like Shannon Sharp hasn't taken the snap in years. That guy's still ripped. Some guys, yeah. Some guys live for it, man. Oh, yeah. Herschel Walker, right? Doesn't Ripped. he still bang out, you know, thousand push-ups and sit-ups a day sit-ups, or something yep. like that? Every day. Yeah. He's there. Uh, interesting, uh, Stephen Jones, who is the brother of Jerry Jones and has some sort of job with the Cowboys, higher up. <laughs> He's a higher up in the guy. You call him Silver a higher up in, job. In, the, in the Cowboys organization. He was doing uh, his spot on our uh, Dallas station, Dallas Sports Talk. 105.3 The Fan. Yeah. Oh, 105.3 The Fan, ripping us off with the name. <laughs> and he said that he was surprised by questions about Mike McCarthy's job security oh. and says there will be, quote, there will be absolutely no change with Coach Mike McCarthy. All right. Does that surprise you, sir? Um, Not a ton, I mean, I wouldn't expect him to say otherwise publicly, and I guess in this case it's probably just a little bit of damage control. They probably want to make sure that this doesn't become a narrative, that people, you know, all the rumors and the questions here as they go through the rest of the regular season. I'd imagine that he got a decent-sized contract to to take over, right? Mm -hmm. So not that the Cowboys are penny pinchers or anything like that, but, man, it's it's year one. Right. And and this is a guy that's won a Super Bowl. It wasn't like some you know, hot coordinator that they're given the first head coaching job to, he had a, he's got a resume. So I'd imagine that they paid him pretty decently. Right. And remember the Jets were interested in him at one time, right? Everyone wanted, did uh, Joe B want him here for the Jets? Oh, big, so did Evan, the two of them. He did. Oh, really? Big time. Yes. As compared to the legs of Adam Gase. Yes. But I think, I think the way that this was worded, there will be absolutely no change with coach Mike McCarthy. I don't think, I don't think that's just covering your butt and then you fire the guy at the end of the year. That's a very declarative statement. Yeah, well, like I said, I think they've, they, they've probably decided they're not going to move on from him. So instead of letting it you know, dangle out there, let's just shut it down. Shut it down! Shut it down! Shut the, it down! The scallops are raw! <laughs> Five years, 30 mil, by the way. Could be part like of Like if, if uh, Woody Johnson came out and said, there will be absolutely no change with Coach Adam Gase. That would mean he ain't going anywhere. There'd be rioting in the streets. <laughs> People would be showing up in Florin Park with the, the pitchforks. And I mean, all their shovels that they purchased for right, the Right, yeah. The plastic storm. shovels, yeah. 
<laughs> These plastic shovels don't do anything for us. By the way, imagine the end of the season comes and they don't and they don't get rid of Gase. That would be amazing. That's gonna be that would be a wild couple of weeks here on the radio station. Oh, be some wild Listen, stuff. When it comes to the Johnson, I mean, I can't rule anything out here. I mean, I Johnson. I understand at this point there's really no benefit in firing him until the season ends. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. The fact that they got rid of Greg Williams yesterday again, the Frank Gore stuff, and Gase basically told you, like, yeah, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna essentially do what I want. And he's not gonna get benched. I just, there's a, there's a lot of strange things going on with yeah. that team. Not that that's unusual for the Jets. My God, it started but. strange with the crazy eyes following the yeah, taco. We should have known, right? Video. Yeah, we had fun with it, but man, that was the, that was a telling precursor for what was to come. <laughs> you know how the internet does that? How it started? How it's going? Yeah. Yeah, how it's it started, crazy eyes. Pictures. How it's going, zero wins. Right, you could no, you could literally post the same two pictures, and it would be accurate. Yeah, how it started and how it's going. Wide-eyed Adam Gase. I was very the taco. I was very happy yesterday to read that uh, Gardner Minshew is going to get another chance to start for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, after he got back in there in re- in replacing Mike Glennon this past Sunday. The NFL needs. More people like Gardner Minshew. No more, more quarterbacks with the Fu Manchu mustache. Yes, like yeah. Mike Lennon is the the typical boar quarterback. He's I called Daniel him a stiff Jones last week and a defended boomer. <laughs> yeah, we need guys with that mullets coming out of their helmets, Hulk Hogan type mustaches, Minshew mania running wild. I'm all I'm good with that. Although he probably gives you a better chance to win. Well, that's why they haven't been playing him, and they were playing oh. the stiff Mike Lennon. They that's were trying it. to lose uh, with the yeah, stiff. Yeah, I mean they'll never tell you that, but yes. Gardner Minshew said he begged, he begged to uh, play. He did, yes. Beg me, Doug Marone. And if I was Doug Marone, finally I'd be like, relenting. Beg me. That's another guy, by the way. There's reports now that he made so he may survive again in Jacksonville <laughs> after they got rid of their GM a couple weeks ago. They got rid of Coughlin Cawth- last year. So they've started, they've like slowly cleaned house, but maybe not with the head coach. Who the heck knows, man? Let me ask you this. If would you, Do you think Jets fans would rather the Jets keep Adam Gase or swap him for Doug Marone? Swap for Doug Marone. Really? 100%. If those are the only two options. The only two options. One, well, that's, you could put that poll up on Twitter. I'm confident that you would hit. I would say at least 80% on All your, right. I might do that with the morning show account later. Yeah. If those are the only two options, only two keep options, Gase or swap with Marone, <laughs> I will say I will I will guarantee eighty percent. And do you think Jacksonville ja- uh, Jaguar fans would either keep Doug Marone or swap for Adam keep Gase? Doug Marone. <laughs> <laughs> you think he wins both polls? Yes. Hmm. Yeah. Have you watched the Jags play this year? I have. I under- they're what one in twelve now, twelve straight losses. Yeah. I mean, they've been they have played some tight games. They almost won in Green Bay. At Lambeau, right. they have they, the, uh, week two. They put a three point game with the Titans. I know they got their butts kicked this past week, but you know they're rolling different quarterbacks. Once Minshew got hurt, I mean you have Jake Luton and Mike Glennon. They've got some. They've got some guys. The running back there, the rookie. I'm blanking on his name. Is it uh, Jerome Robinson? They they got some players. No right. A little bit. They got some good wide receivers, but that's it. Speaks more to how bad Gaze is. I think that's right. the bottom line. And no surprise, uh, Eagles are going to go with Jalen Hurts at quarterback. I'm glad again. Doug Peterson came to his senses and didn't carry that out anymore. So great, yeah, Watched he was the tape and all good. We took a look at the tape uh, and we decided, yeah, because he was a little uh, wishy washy uh, early, early on, although yes. early on being Monday. And thank you, Eddie. Yes, after the game. James Robinson, Jerome Robinson is the uh, currently plays. Is that the? 
James Robinson is the running back the running of the back, Jaguars. Yeah. We were trying to Why think is that? of it's, it's, you know how you have like folders and categories in your head. Nope. Where you don't you don't have that where like certain <laughs> names are similar and yeah. so you what you say it even though you mean somebody else because they're somehow tied together or something like that. The no. only categories I have in my head are wrestlers from the 1980s. <laughs> Springsteen uh, songs. Baseball from the 1980s. Okay. Seinfeld references. Seinfeld references. And murder mystery documentaries. Yes. Nice. And whodunits. Yeah. All right, let's take a quick break here, CeeLo. We've got uh, a couple of, we've got something with the Indians name change and uh, Atlanta Braves situation. We've got a police officer delivering pizza, a porch pirate stealing something that was uh, unfortunate for them, and uh, Bills of uh, uh, Bills fans pissed at Juju Smith-Schuster. And then Boomer and Geo at the top. Alan Jerry, they suffered for their art. Now it's your. It is turn. your turn, yeah. I stole it from a name of an album. Jerry is still uh, traveling the world, covering sports, doing play-by-play. He's the next Tony Romo, they say. Uh, CeeLo joins me, as he did yesterday. Good morning, CeeLo. Hi, Al. Quickly, before you hit your other items, yeah. two things on our Adam Gase-Doug Marone situation. Oh, okay. The last segment. We've already had two folks reach out, one that tweeted at you as well, to know if you saw it, and said that they would vote for you over Adam Gase. Forget mm-hmm. Doug Marone. And then another gentleman here says, I, a Jet fan, clearly, I would trade Adam Gase for a steaming pile of horse bleep. So, well. fitting with our theme from Lamar Jackson last night, and he's probably not wrong about that. The NFL is not going to allow a steaming pile of horse bleep <laughs> to coach on the sideline. That I can tell you. Yeah. I would just treat it like street football. I'd be like, if I was head coach, I'd be like, you do down and out. You guys all stay short. I'm going to send one guy deep. That's pretty much how they played that game last night in Cleveland, by the way. <laughs> it led to 89 points. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> You try to get open, yeah. and Lamar Jackson will run around right. until, he's, until he finds you. Yeah. It is amazing certain guys, and I'll put Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes on that list, uh, and among others that I can't think of off the top of my head. But those guys, because I think, I think a guy like Baker Mayfield, when he scrambles, he seems to know where he's scrambling to. You know yeah, what I mean? Like he's he not seems... looking at break angles and you know no, go down he... as far down the field as he can. He knows if he gets out of the park and he's rolling right or rolling left. Yep. These guys, Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes, are kind of they're just all over the place. I'm amazed at their vision down the field in the midst of all the chaos going on around them. Yep, it's a gift for sure. And then they still find the guy down the field. Yeah, Mahomes is better at that than than I mean Jackson is just he's not an accurate passer. I mean yeah. that's really the only thing that's holding him back from being all world. And obviously, some nights it doesn't matter, like you saw last night. And he, you know, his throws. Before he came back from the the bathroom break there with the cramps or whatever, left a lot cramps. to be desired. I saw him overthrow multiple guys. He had a couple of drop passes as well. Mahomes is just, I mean, it's ridiculous, the accuracy when he's throwing from different angles, on the move, rolling in both directions, you know, his, his feet and his hips are all out of whack, and he still puts the ball right on, guys. He's just yes. unbelievable. They're unbelievable. Uh, here's an interesting story, CeeLo. A uh, California police officer. Uh, pulled over a man, and the man had uh, warrants uh, for his arrest, so he was arrested, but the man was in the process of being a pizza delivery man. (laughs) So the police officer, they had to take the guy away, and the police officer saw the address for the pizza delivery, and uh, he finished the delivery. That's a good job out of him. (laughs) Took the pizza to the people's house who was delivered. 
Yeah, we ordered a pizza. Yeah, your guy was arrested. He's <laughs> you, you, your pizza guy was arrested, so he's gone. Not your you, fault. He was arrested, so I completed the delivery. Here you go. Enjoy right. your pizza. Do you think they tipped the police officer? That's a great question. I would. I, bet I would they ass- offered. Yeah, and I he was, said no. Exactly. That's exactly what I was going to say. Civic duty. That yeah. won't be necessary. Appreciate the gesture. You have mm-hmm. yourself a happy holiday. Right. And yeah. all the fr- all those people, those people would be telling everyone at their holiday parties. Exactly. We ordered a pizza the other night, and a policeman brought it over. Well, they must have told somebody, and that's how you and I are talking about it Good this point. morning, right? Good point. There they must have, have called it. their local news twelve. A local police, a local police officer delivered a pizza. Yeah. The got the European model here, Al, on the of, AccuWeather uh, right now. What you got? Uh, I see a lot of different colors in different <laughs> areas. <laughs> What's my area in particular look like? That's oh, well, all I care about. Thursday I don't care at about three a.m. So oh, uh, Thursday they, they, three. They've already moved on to the yeah. yeah. So like uh, a guy like uh, Geo, who's got a long drive in, why not just broadcast from home tomorrow? Is, is that an option for him? Is he being allowed to do that? I would assume that's an option. I would hope option. so, right? For his own yeah. personal safety? Yeah. Well, maybe he will. Perhaps from, he will. From now on, once it gets too cold, we don't come in. Snowing, we can't yeah. come in. We have a lot of built-in excuses now that we know yes. we can pull it off from home. We can no pull problem. it off from home. Yeah. Not so that's much. Right. Yeah, not so much me anymore as my Comrex was taken away. But. Yeah. Do you got a porch pirates in your neighborhood, uh, I don't know. What is a porch pirate? A porch pirate is, uh, these are people who go around stealing Amazon packages off of people's Uh, front porches. I have not experienced any porch pirates yet. I'm thankful to live in a very nice community where we all get a lot of deliveries, so I don't think uh, anyone's coming around to- to It happens Six to 12, by the way, Al, I'm looking at They just put the snow accumulations up there. In our our neck of the woods, we're looking at six to 12. Uh, porch pirates go into very nice neighborhoods as well. They're 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 not just in in. Oh, uh, oh I believe that. But we, yeah, I'm just saying where I live, we haven't we haven't had that occur. And I guess my point mm-hmm. about the nice neighborhood is I don't think there's anybody living there who's going around stealing from their community members. You got to get uh, the one of those ring doorbells so you can catch the porch pirates you know, or do what uh, do what this person did. They they're on a main street and they were the victim of porch pirates. So they got one of their Amazon boxes and filled it up with all of their cat poop and put it on there, and someone stole it. <laughs> That'll teach them. Except, that's got to suck. Yeah, I probably now I understood you don't have a dog. That's fine, but I might probably would have found somebody who had a dog, like a big yeah. dog, and gone that route. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Have you ever been around cats, Al? Uh, I'm not a big cat guy. I'm no. not. Yeah, I'm not. I wouldn't call myself a cat guy. But when I was growing up, we had two cats just because I wanted a pet of some sort. My dad. Um, not that he's not a dog guy, but I guess just felt there was more responsibility of having to deal with taking sure. the dog out and walk. Right, you know what that's all about. The cats, they're they're very tidy, they're very neat. So like mm-hmm. you, you opening that box, it's not, it wouldn't quite be the same. Oh my god, as if it was a you know a, a, dog. a large dog of some sort, like a Saint Bernard or something like that, or a human. Yeah, Humans. that 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 as well. Yeah. I would like to. Fill, I want to do one where I fill it with weights, like where it's so super heavy, and then they get a home and it's just super heavy weights. How about like with some like some hairy spiders or something? Hairy spiders. All right. Yeah. Something or something that's. Go to the pet store and fill it with crickets. Yeah, crickets. I mean, you don't really get a. Fr- you don't really get scared of crickets, right? Yeah, but like if you, if big, the porch pirate opens it up in their house, there's crickets everywhere. Oh, you if can't they get wait till them. they open it in the house. Yeah. yeah, yeah, or in the car. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. That's a good saboteur right there. In some ways, it's probably fun to get random packages and you can open them and be surprised. But I bet you most of the time it's, it's mostly useless stuff. Yeah, it backfires a little bit. Yeah. 
Where it's like a part for your washing machine. You're like, well, this isn't going to do me any good. Yeah, I got a part for the refrigerator coming in the next oh, day or two. I hope no so one steals it's it. It's not that exciting, but it's it's necessary. So it is we'll, necessary. We'll look forward to its arrival. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's hope no one steals it then. <laughs> uh, and then be on. You know that uh, Ring doorbell? They have an app that I have on. I don't even have a Ring doorbell because I'm in a building. Mm. But they have an app called Ring Neighbors where you can get other people's ring doorbells if they decide to put it up. Like, let's say that a porch pirate came and stole something off someone's someone's porch and they have a ring doorbell. Uh-huh. They can then share that on this app so then I can see it so that I could be on the lookout. Okay. So, like, then the community can come together and catch yes. this criminal. Yes, indeed. Which and is you know, right up your alley. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Band I'm together on the narc. Facebook page. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Make Put out yeah. the description. Yep. All points bulletin. Yes. Let's take this sucker down. Take him down. <laughs> <laughs> Take them down, CeeLo. Do I have time for another story, Eddie? Do I need to break first? Let's break. All right. All right then good. I've got uh, two uh, I got a Cleveland Indians and a Atlanta Braves situation. Right. And then Boomer and Geo at six and Amy Lawrence before that with a sports minute. She's but, Al, she's breaking down the oh. game of the year in the NFL last night in Cleveland. Game of the year. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. A few more moments left with uh, me and CeeLo. Jerry will be back tomorrow. We had a, Amy Lawrence said game of the year. Would you agree with that last night, oh, CeeLo? She, she did She did clarify it in the oh, sports she did. minute and say that many people are already calling it the game oh. of the year. And I would say it's up there. It was up there. Not a ton of defense, but a very exciting second half. Great finish. Back and forth action. The Lamar Jackson storyline. Right. Baker Mayfield, you know, bringing his team back into the game after he threw a bad pick. He had a little bit of everything. Nine rushing touchdowns. Oh, yeah. 89 points. A backdoor cover or backdoor, yeah, backdoor cover or... yeah, in a backdoor situation for you, Lamar Jackson. It's not really a backdoor cover. That's usually when the losing team scores late. Yeah, so, I don't understand the lingo. Yeah. The Ravens got a lucky cover. How about that? I see that the Cleveland Indians are going to keep their name uh, through this coming season, the 21 season. Yes. And the Atlanta Braves, there's some talk of them changing their name, but Georgia Senators Kelly Loeffler and David Perdue released a very forceful statement saying Uh, they are opposed to any renaming of the Atlanta Braves. Okay, and we're leaving it up to the state senators now instead of the the team itself. Right, they are very adamant that no no name change be made, CeeLo. There'll be a lot of pressure on them once the Indians change theirs. And by the way, that story gets out, and now Cleveland tells you, well, not till next year. They can't be thrilled that that got out then, right? right? Because it's like, well, if you're going to change it next year, why don't you go ahead and make a change now or at least drop the name? Kind of like Correct. Washington football team did. The Washington football team. Yeah. And your New York Knicks will not allow any media at their games this year, it says, you other know, than MSG networks. When I saw that, I thought, oh, here we go again with the Knicks. But mm-hmm. when I read the reasonings behind it and the fact that the NBA is giving teams options and other teams are taking that option due to COVID and that having media would require them to hire additional staffers. I'm yeah. not going to kill the Knicks for this. The only person who will be able to cover the team is Wally Zerbiak. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Now, he's, he's usually in the studio, though, right? No, he's the only man allowed at the Garden. Interesting. So That's the, not so true. The, I made that up. Oh, okay. I was going to say, that what part. about the but guys the, doing the broadcasting of the game? But they are not allowing any media members. Yes, the regular so, beat reporters. If you thought 
you were going to be covering the New York Knicks for WSB Boomer Radio every day. Boomer Radio, morning six to ten.